Well, good morning, everyone. Welcome to another edition of This Week in the Bush League, hosted by the Chief and the Champ. I'm the Chief, and I cannot break up with Carlo, Carlos Martinez. I just can't break <laughs> up with him. And you know what? We're going to talk about that. Um, I am the Champ, and I say, free Britney Spears. Free Britney Spears? Free Britney Spears. What's going on? Yeah, you know, what is going on with Brit? Well, she's, her estate has been in conservatorship for 12 or 13 years, right? Oh, because she was um, crazy. At run by point. her crooked dad. Well, yeah, run by her crooked dad. My question for you is, if you were male, would this be happening? And the answer is no. Oh, yeah. That's a great sociological point. Yeah. Uh, so you're, but, saying, you're saying if she was just a Bieber, like this would never yeah. happen. This would never happen. This would never happen. I mean, you could you can go through a whole litany of of Hollywood stars that you know have a have a a brief moment of, of mental breakdown, and it would not happen to them. So, um, let's talk about Carlos Martinez. You can't break up with him. I can't, and you know he's bad, right? Because oh, it's you... awful. <laughs> you, you, you know what? I, I, I kind of get I kind of get a picture of you and Carlos. Um, kind of like the last scene of Officer and a Gentleman, where one of you is carrying the other out. Yeah, but which one is it? <laughs> that one. <laughs> I think right now you're carrying him. <laughs> yeah, because I don't think Carlos cares. Uh, he had a horrendous outing against the Pirates. I, what do you have? Seven walks. Yeah, it was it was bad. The only time he had more walks was when he had eight in New York City, and I was there um, at Yankee Stadium to see that firsthand. So when you have that many walks, either you can't find the plate or you don't care to find the plate. And I'm not sure yeah. which one it is right now. Um, yeah, so I, I, I'm, I, I, he is not pitching for me in Colorado this week. So that is <laughs> – that I, I can't trust him in Pittsburgh. <laughs> in Colorado. <laughs> Uh, watch, watch him pitch, uh, uh, you know, a two hitter or something like that. I mean, he's just, uh, he's just crazy enough. But you know, I, it, it's not for me anymore. I can't. I started him in NFBC as kind of a last hope, and it's, it's, it's not working out. It's painful to watch on TV. He, he, he's a drop in all leagues. Yeah, he. Well, do you think he's a, he's a drop, or just put not in the starting lineup? Uh, okay. Uh, yeah, let me be more specific. I'm going to say hold on to him um, on your reserve team in hopes that maybe what the Cardinals do is flip-flop um, him and Reyes in, in roles. But I, I don't think they're – I think they're sticking to their plan to not stretch Reyes out this year. Yeah, my my concern with Martinez is that he ends up in the bullpen. But – and, yeah, he's not going to close games and – I, no, I he, he's not going to be in any high leverage roles at all. You can't put him in any leverage if he's going to walk guys, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I don't, I don't know. And of course, there's the other thing of, like, all right, his ERA is six point seven eight. Can it get any worse? Um, <laughs> watching him pitch, yeah, I would say so. <laughs> yeah, last year he had a nine ERA, almost ten. In five starts, and yeah, maybe this is this is who he is now, and I I, I, I just a, I just got to come to grips with him before I actually make the call and say, hey, this isn't working out, Carlos. 
Yeah, it's 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 a it's a uh, player and a team in trouble, and just don't have an end like officer and a gentleman. Uh, I I think you yeah, you got to cut it off clean, as Zach said. Zach Mayo said, cut it off clean. Yeah, cut it off clean. All right, all right, Carlos. Uh, all right, oh, are we done with nineteen eighty movie references? Yeah. <laughs> uh, maybe I, I. So you're saying I can't lift Carlos up where he belongs? <laughs> nice. Well played. Well played. I thought I was doing well with the 2000s uh, um, pop star, <laughs> but I guess oops, you've done it again. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Let's get off of that. <laughs> yeah. We'll we'll press on. <laughs> um. Okay. Let's. We're gonna start with some bush league news. Uh. You. Did a, I guess a little analysis on Fab acquisitions so far this year. I, 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 I did, and you know, um, let let me just take. Do you want me to take uh, listeners through this? Yeah, sure, sure. Uh, okay, so so what I did was as of last week's Fab, so through June twentieth, um, I've listed every Fab um, pickup, and Fab was led by the Bulls. They had, um, I think. Through that period, through 12 periods, I had picked up 20 players, um, Bearcats, 19, that type of thing. Okay. Um, but what I did to, to kind of rate this, because it, it, it's card, it, it was extremely hard to look at every player and for the period that they may have had active stats um, for the team that acquired them. So what I did was for each player, I just looked at the CBS year-to-date rankings for those players and then said – how many players were in the top 100 ranked by CBS year-to-date, which doesn't mean that um, those owners got all of those stats, but right. it was just a way to rank. Yep. I ranked the top 100 and um, players that finished in the top 250. Okay. All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and I'm looking at your spreadsheet, and it is busy. It, <laughs> it is a busy spreadsheet. Um, so what, what what did you find? Like, who would you say are the, the best FAB acquisitions thus far? Um, well, I, I think the clear-cut winner in terms of the best FAB acquisition was was by the Rebels, and, and that was Tyler Naquin. Because yeah. I think, number one, he brought him up early, and number two, and most importantly, he, he, he's really producing. You know, he fell into the top 100 rank, according to CBS, year-to-date. But surprisingly, there was one other player that finished in the top 100 and that was Eric, uh, Eric, uh, Austin Gombler yeah. that I picked up yeah. um, early on. And quite honestly, um, the first start that he had for me, he got Gombert. I mean, he gave up 10 runs in like one inning. And fortunately for him and for me is that that was the first start of a two-stock week. Oh. Because his second start that week, he pitched really well. And I'm like, all right, let me just keep him around and see what happens. And he's pitched well since then. Had he pitched that bad start on a Friday or Saturday, didn't have another start, I would have dropped him that same week. Yeah. I just, guess. just to double down on my ignorance. <laughs> at least you're honest about it. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm looking at his stats now. It's a 3-6 ERA. He's got six wins, uh, 107 uh, whip. Yeah. Yeah. He, if you look at his splits, he's actually pitching better in Colorado than on the road. Wow. Yeah. Okay. So – yeah, yeah. So, so just running through the just running through the um, the teams real quick. Um, you know, the Bulls only, uh, if you will, only hit on like four of twenty-one players that, that cracked the top two hundred and fifty. Bearcats did even worse. 
two of 20. Yeah. Um, um, you did pretty good. Um, I had Victor Gonzalez, Logan Webb, Sam Coonrod, Stephen Duggar, and, and Albert Pujols as players that had, you know, top, uh, cracked the top 250. Okay. Uh, uh, and, yeah. and anything that stands out to you in, in, in your players? Um, yeah, Victor Gonzalez doesn't do much, but he's supposed to be a really good relief pitcher and next in line, but uh, Canley Jensen's having a great year. So I don't, yeah. I don't, I don't know how much Victor's going to get on the mound with, with me to get a save. Um, I, I, I think if we were a sold league, which is saves plus holds, uh, Victor Gonzalez would be extremely valuable because he has good ratios and he, he has a number yeah. of, of holds, but he, uh, just no saves. He helps when Carlos Martinez is pitching; <laughs> it softens the blow. <laughs> <laughs> and then Albert Pujols doesn't—he doesn't get a lot of hits, but he's productive with his hits. Yeah, yeah he is. Yeah. Okay. Um, just run, run it, running through here. Um, the dudes, um, I've only picked up like uh, 10 players, um, two of which he hit on, uh, Caratini and Curtis. Um, the Ducks have pick, picked up 15. Um, they got um, about six players in the, in the top 250. Okay. Um, we talked about the Rebs. Um, they got the, the best player in Tyler Naquin, but they had three others of their top 13. Um, Hawks, I thought they had done a little bit better, not that they need it. In fact, but uh, of the um, 11 players they picked up in in, in Fab, uh, three of them look really good. Surprisingly, my team was better than I had suspected. For I, I actually had one, two, three, four, eight players, eight of the 14 that I picked up that had that are in the top 250. Which basically all it means is that I'm chop, I'm chasing the top 250, and there's not really any stats behind it. Well, the, looking at my team. Yeah, the other thing too, other than Gomber, I think Ryan Weathers is probably your best pickup, but he's back in the minors now. But I, he'll be back up. Yeah, yeah. Hey, take a look. Take a look at Lamont Wade. Yeah, and yeah. he has done a lot for me. And and coming up, he's going to be playing uh, again quite a bit because they sent him down when Brandon Belt came up yep. for a cup of Connor Joe, and Belt's back down and injured again. So yeah. uh, Lam- Lamont Wade has really produced. He is, and he plays. He plays first, and he can play the outfield. Not that they need another outfielder, but I yep. think he can play both. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, I, I, and I have uh, Statman picked up um, 12 players, uh, four of which um, cracked the top 100, although, um, as well, or excuse me, top 250. Um, although Bill will tell you, um, uh, we'll talk about this, just his fab is just, um, he's been a mess this year. Self-proclaimed. <laughs> Yeah, and then right. and then the Lakers only picked up um, six players um, up until this past week, um, three of which he had hit on McKinstry, yep. Bender, and Patrick Wisdom. Yeah, who's still he's still getting at bats too. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so just a quick overview. Yeah. Um, you know, it it kind of highlights just how hit and miss Fab is. Yeah, I'm looking to and just a quick scan. I'm not. There's no any. I'm not doing any quantitative analysis here, but I see a few names that are that show up a couple times: Duggar, Kai Tom, uh, you know, uh, the pitcher. He showed up yeah. a couple times. Brogdon showed up a couple times. Um, but yeah, uh, it, this is interesting, and it's it's uh, funny how uh, um, yeah people just take shots at, at at guys just to get at bats, and some are purposely. Picked for a couple weeks and then dropped. Uh, 
yeah, sure. like or looking down the road, like Bill picking up, you, you know, knowing that yep. somewhere down the line he's gonna he's gonna pitch again. Yeah, so there's yeah. there's a couple of chances here. I would love to know how the owners scout during the week. What do they use? Are they, are they watching games on TV? Are they looking at CBS and another website, something like that? How how do they come up with who they're gonna retain that week? So uh, I won't. I'm not gonna say what the site is, but I use a site, and it just it'll have like. Uh, player of the week or I I can't remember what it's called and I've been tracking it and other than the American League players because sometimes they they put an American League player in there and I don't I don't really pay attention but uh, they've the site's been doing pretty well as far as that the player getting playing time whether they produce uh, they're about 50 50 on production but you know half of it on a fab is I, I just need a bats or get a start in there somehow. Uh, yeah. I, I think you're like, you're right. Uh, playing time is King. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like you said, get getting on the field. Uh, and they, they do really well with that. Um, and sometimes they throw out guys who they think are probably going to come up within the next 30 days. And so far they've been right. Yeah. Like the, okay. I see names on here that I've seen on there on that list yeah okay yeah uh but you're right it, I, I i don't know if it's a science as much as it is a half science half into it or now i said it like yogi Berra. i was going to list three things and all say half um a, a part science a part intuition and a part um yeah luck right i i i, I think the days of trying to slide I, you had mentioned this in the previous podcast the days of trying to slide players through if you want somebody you need to get them early and probably a bit a little bit more than you're expecting yeah yeah uh you don't have vladimir uh gutierrez in the lineup is uh not this week i i I, well not not this past week i will this coming week because um yeah i I just need arms i got a couple more people that were hurt eric fetty just got hurt um like you said ryan weathers is in the minors um uh, Aaron Sanchez was going to be coming back, and then he got um, another injury uh, on his rehab assignment. So, I, yeah. And then Gutierrez I, will be there. Yeah, I feel like Weathers may be brought up because I think Lamette pulled himself out with arm soreness or tiredness or something. Did you yeah. see that? Yeah. All right. Yeah, this is pretty interesting. Uh, boy, th- there's a lot of there's a lot of names on here. I, I don't yeah, know. It I seems would, like uh, a lot. Do you what, think what it's would you a guess? Lot? 14, 140 players probably in, uh, just as a rough guess, Yeah. that we've called up so far this year. Yeah, that seems like a lot. Yeah, it is. Yeah, well, it's a 10-team National League-only league. I mean, yeah, you're going to have a lot of turnover. Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah, and it, it, it's interesting to look at that as a whole, you know what I mean, instead of trying to remember. And um, it seems like you and Rick were probably the most efficient with your money. Rick's been very efficient with his money. Yeah, I mean, I'm, like I said, I've been I've been kind of lucky with some of these, um, and um, you know, I, I believe um, Rick still has the hammer, right? He, he still does. has the most money. So, as and I'm I'm sure he's monitoring that, and and that's going to be his his big score come um, trading deadline. Yeah, yeah, um, I'm sure it will, um, which we're about a month away ish. A little yep. more than, well, yeah, a month and a couple days. Um, so 
and I'm sure uh, right around the All-Star, we'll, we'll start hearing more defined rumors, <laughs> so to speak, about about who's going to be on the move and where. Um, yeah, so to, it, it'll be interesting in the next four weeks to see what happens and, yeah, and see who comes over. And, you know, the other thing is see who leaves, which we're going to talk about here when we get to the weekly fab. Uh, transactions for this week. Uh, you said seven teams picked up players? Yeah, I think 12 players. So it was an active week after last week not being quite as active. Yeah, so we got the Bearcats and Travis Jankowski. Uh, Lane Thomas gets dropped again. And I think the Bearcats, yeah, they picked up Daniel Hudson, uh, who's scheduled to come off the IL early July. Yeah, I dropped Daniel Hudson just because he kind of like the Victor Gonzalez, right? In fact, although he might have a little bit more active role, I just I just needed people. I, yeah, that's a good pickup by Tom. Yeah, I mean, whatever. You know, he didn't spend a lot of money. for. He would spend more if once he got activated. Yeah. Yeah, like you said, sometimes you got to get him early for cheaper. Uh, Ducks pick up Mac Beerling, uh, left fielder for the Phillies. Um, not sure how much he'll – He'll play uh, Austin Voth, the pitcher for the the Nationals. Uh, this is a guy yeah. who I think, like, he should be better than he is. Um, but he's he has up and downs, up and down statistics. Um, I picked up Josh Van Meter. You know who he is? Where, uh, I, I do. Where, where, where does he hang out these days? Well, he's in Arizona. But I'm a little concerned with Eduardo Escobar getting traded. So I figured okay, I'd get it right. early for Josh Van Meter. <laughs> Not that it matters, okay. just so I can figure out what to do after, you know, if Escobar goes somewhere like the White Sox. So it's a speculative pick. Yeah. Yeah. So. Okay. Well, you know, the Diamondbacks need to do something. Have you seen their, their winning percentage? They, they are close. They're, they're at two, two, 280, 270, something like that. They, I mean, if they continue with this, they're going to challenge the uh, 62 Mets for yeah. the worst record. They're, they're um, on that pace. Ever. Yeah. Yeah. Not, they're not technically. They're already 29 games behind. Yeah. They're not on technically the, on the pace of the Mets, but if they don't do something, yeah, it's going to happen. Um, and then once they unload the guys who are producing, like Escobar, I mean, Escobar is probably top five in the league in RBIs. Um, yeah, they're going to have they're going to have some problems. Um, and I, I saw DeGrom's hitting 414. I think he's better than half that Diamondback team. <laughs> go play shortstop, man. So maybe he should be a toddy in the National League. <laughs> Diamondbacks, Diamondbacks are old, too. I mean, they're not, they're not young, no, they're not and, young. And bad. They're yeah. old and, and, and bad. And it's funny, like their window, the window closed like two years ago. Well, I, I, I think part of it was is, is, is that they were fairly competitive last year, so it gave everybody the idea that yeah. they may have been better. And I thought, I mean, certainly I didn't think they were going to be this bad. I, I thought maybe, uh, at worst, a little bit below 500 team, but not this bad. Good gosh. Yeah, and anybody who thought their team was good last year because they played well in 60 games, kind of like trying to sell fool's gold. Mm. 60 games is not enough. Uh, I also picked up... Connor Brogdon, because I don't know if you know, but Hector Neris is probably going to lose his job. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what if you're disaster. aware of that. <laughs> yeah, it, you know what? It, it's not even fun to pick on you anymore about that. It's a good thing you didn't do retention 
grades this week because that would have been an F. Man, I, I, yeah, that that. Do you feel like the Phillies are headed to the same historically bad bullpen as they had previously set last year? Yeah, they just got different names in there. Um, mm. I, okay, so let me kind of defend Hector for a minute. Like, can I get off on a tangent real quick? Sure, why not? Okay. <laughs> So closers are weird, kind of, they're just different. And you're going to go through periods where you don't, you, you struggle. And, and I think it's okay. And I think it's okay to, all right, let's send them back in the eighth inning, seventh inning, get them some confidence, and then bring them back. And I, I think, I hate to say this, but Gabe did a good job with, he's done a good job with Tyler Rogers and Jake McGee. McGee yes, he has. McGee was just knocking people out. About mid-May, he starts faltering a little bit. He brings up Rodgers. Rodgers is knocking people out, saving games. Mid-June, he starts faltering a little bit. They flip-flopped him, and now they're both pitching well, and they're winning games. And I, I think that's what they should do with Hector Neris. But I, Alvarado stinks. Like that guy. Have you ever watched this guy pitch? I have not. <laughs> yeah. I, I feel bad for JT Real Muto. Like he, he crosses them up. He, he he throws cutters that are way out of the strike zone. It, I mean, it's, he throws 101, but he can't find this. He's not consistent. You know, he's not Chapman at 101, where he's he's throwing it in the strike zone. So, I I, I think Hector Neris will be back. I just I I needed to get someone just in just in case. You know, All right. that's a little it's a little longer than I think it should be. Uh, Bulls pick up Chad Cool. I feel like I've seen this guy's name like every other week. The starter for Pittsburgh. Do we see his yeah. name? Yeah. Yeah. He, um, see, here's the problem is that he pitched really well um, against the Cardinals. So, um, you know, take it with a grain of salt. The, the Cardinals, for opposing pitchers, um, are, a, are a quality start machine. I mean, they <laughs> pretty much every every pitcher that, that pitches against them is a quality start. Okay. So, um, right. And that's more due to the Cardinals' ineptness. So, you know, I, I we'll see about Chad Cool. Why, why not? Why not throw a dollar at him? Well, he cut Brett Anderson, who's on the DL. So, yeah, whatever. Yeah. Uh, you picked up Heath Hembry. Yeah, um, I, he wasn't my first choice. Uh, my first choice was going to be Brad Brock, um, that the Statman got. So it was kind of a backup bid. Um, David Bell's so crazy. Um, I, I, I might because T.J. Antone is back on the the IL, so I'll throw Heath Hembry in there, and maybe he gets a a, a, um, a, a crazy save here or there if you know Amir Garrett's not going nuts or um, sure Lucas Sims. Lucas Sims is on the the, the IL as well. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, the Reds the Reds have a little bit. They have a lot of problems there. Okay. Yeah, they do. If for, for walking in with three possible closers, they really don't have anyone. <laughs> so, yeah, and, and, and David Bell's not the person to manage all of that. He's uh, just all over the place. You also picked up Lars Newtbar. Yeah, right? Yeah. Um, I'm trying to get naming rights. I'm hopefully, if he does well, they might have a candy bar named after him in St. Louis. Well, isn't there already... The, the Lars Newt Bar. Yeah, there, there already is a Lars Bar, right? Uh, I don't know. Yeah, I think there is. That name sounds familiar, but... Okay, so let me tell you about Lars Newtbar. Okay. Uh, I had a bid in for him early Monday at five o'clock or for five bucks, right? 
Neris blows the two saves. I go in and all right, I, I, I can't spend the money on the outfield. I, I need to spend it on. I need to go find someone who might get me saves or at least opportunities. So I took him out and and put Brogdon in. So then Neris gets a save on Thursday. And I think, all right, he had a clean inning. Maybe it's just a hiccup. You know, I'm going to put Newt Bar back in, but I'm going to keep Brogdon and see what happens. Then, then Neris blows the save on Friday, and I drop Newt Bar off of my bidding list because I, <laughs> so, um, but Newt Bar is a guy who this website brought up two weeks ago. Okay. Yeah. So it's yeah, interesting. Um, like he's going to get a little. Um, go ahead. Yeah, it's interesting. Uh, not being a Cardinals fan, I've never heard of the guy, but. That's what I mean. That that's a that's a pretty good, insightful kind of uh, article by the by the site to bring this guy up two weeks ago. Uh, honestly, I'm a Cardinals fan, and I haven't really heard uh, of the guy. He really wasn't on any radar yeah. until you said like two weeks ago. But that's because everybody that has that they've tried to run out there has, has really failed, right? Yeah. Um, this was all caused by, by Harrison Bader being hurt, and they've tried Justin Williams. That didn't work out. They tried um, Lane Thomas. That didn't work. Um, so I, I think Newbar is going to have a bit of a run um, to either prove himself or until um, so Bader comes back. Yeah. Or until the Card- Cardinals just run themselves out of this thing by all-star break. Yeah, and the other thing, too, is, you know, I – I'm speculating because I don't follow the Cardinals that much, but I got to believe that the manager and the front office need to like make a decision on Harrison Bader. Like I've heard about this kid for a couple of years, but he's either injured or he doesn't perform on a consistent basis. Am I right about that? Yeah, but, but, but they've committed, they, they've committed to, to him. I mean, they think about this, think about this. Um, they, they've given up on, uh, Luke Voigt, and he ends up with the most home runs in the AL. Uh, we, we, we all know what Randy Rosarena had done last year during the, the playoffs. And this year, a player that has, was 18, 19, 20 home runs is uh, Adolis Garcia in Texas, who the Cardinals have also given up. So I, I, question, um, I, I question how they evaluate their talent, particularly in the outfield. Uh, yeah, okay. I, I get that. Um... But I guess in their defense, they got Libertor for a Rosarina, right? Yeah, I'm not suggesting it, it's a bad trade yet because okay. that's you know yeah, they yeah, still yeah. need two to three years yeah. to decide that. But yes, um, they need what they need is offensive help right now. And you know, uh, God bless you know Tyler O'Neill looks good in stretches, but other times he just looks he just looks lost and can't expect Dylan, Dylan Carlson to, to carry that team. You know. All right, so just two seconds to go in a different direction. This was all – all the Cardinals' ills in the outfield were caused by the death of yeah. um, Oscar Tavares. Yep. I get and it. it's all downhill from there. You yeah. know, Gritchick, Piscotti, they all, you know, came and went, that type of thing. Yeah. Anyway, enough of that. Okay. All right, I, I get where you're going. So we got Lars Newtbar, um, and I think that was your only – Yes. Bat, you're right? Okay. Of two. Those, just those two. Yep. Okay. Hembry and Newbar. Uh, Statman pick Luis Guillorme. Yes. Second baseman for the Mets. Um, I guess he doesn't play all the time, but no, I, I think Bill's looking for a, a, you know some 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 
support there because his offensive uh, reserve team is a little bit late. <clears throat> and then Brad Brock, uh, relief pitcher for the Reds. Yep. Yep. Uh, he spent some money on him hoping to grab some saves. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Uh, then the Lakers pick, up, Lakers pick up Zach Thompson. From yeah, that was a that was a late that was a late bid that I put because I think he didn't he have like eleven strikeout game on Saturday. He did. Yeah, he pitched pretty so, well. So good for Rick. Yeah. Good for Rick picking that up real quick. Yep, and uh, he has the cash to maybe overspend a little bit and and get some stats out of this guy. Yeah, I got I got outbid on that one. All right, um, and then looking at the standings, uh, Sewerhawks by the for the last period, Sewerhawks still on the roll. Statman. Still on a roll. Dude's had a good week. Uh, 70 points. He had uh, almost exactly pitching and hitting 34 and a half, 35 and a half. Um, Lakers had another decent week. Uh, Bearcats had a good week at 58. Of course, that's middle of the road, but that's a good week for him. Uh, me and you, 40, you had 49. I had 39. My my batting was yeah. My hitting was horrible. It was horrible. It's painful, isn't it? Yeah. God bless. Um Ducks at 35 and the Rebs, another bad week, uh, 34 and a half. I think the Rebs were in eighth place at one point this week. Yeah, okay. So, you know, I, I feel bad having to pick on Sam, but, hey, you know, that's 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 why we do this. Um, <laughs> when he said when he said in college, when he's going back to college, he hopes to be in third, I think what he meant was third from the bottom. <laughs> Well, he's he's on that track, third from the bottom. <laughs> Jeez, oh man. Um, yeah. Well, I I felt like. He, you know what? Forgive the pun, but he's in Panera Hell. <laughs> Panera Hell. Yeah, it's like Purgatory, the Bush League. But yeah. <laughs> he's. Yeah, he. Uh, so I felt like a couple weeks ago he kind of stopped the the bleeding, or you know, plugged the hole so his ship wouldn't sink. But um, what is that term, that financial term you used? Oh, a dead cat bounce. Yeah, dead cat bounce. Explain that. Because I think this is okay. what we're seeing with the Rebs. <laughs> so in, in financial terms, uh, when a stock, Bob, Bob, Bob Kirk probably knows this, when a stock falls, it's, it's dropping like a dead cat from the top of a building. And even when the stock or the cat hits the ground, it will bounce a little bit before just dying and falling all the way to the ground. And I think... Um, yeah, I think that may apply here. There might be a little bit of a dead cat bounce um, <laughs> going on here. That's so bad. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Go go ahead and Google that, everybody. Dead cat bounce. Yeah, I'm now the cats are lining up outside my door. They're protesting. <laughs> well, just just to add to that, and and uh, and I'll get off picking on the Rebs. Did you see just how bad? Um, I took a screenshot of on June 23rd. He had um, one hit and, and in 22 at bats, um, one run, um, a 132 OPS, and he had a, uh, over a six uh, ERA um, that day. It's just just really bad, and it, it's 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 painful. I believe I you know believe me, we've all been there before, so I feel bad. Oh my gosh, hey, I love that term, dead cat bounce. Um, <laughs> and. And when we look at the overall, uh, the Sewerhawks are still perfect in hitting. They have 32 pitching. They haven't really fluctuated too much. They got 82 points. Uh, they're just kind of cruising along, and it's their world. We're just living in it. But 
the Statman and Lakers are hanging tough. I, I feel like, yeah, I feel like they're hanging tough. Uh, they are, I don't, I, I still think they can make, I th- if something happens with the Sewerhawk team. Now, understand, the, he needs to have a significant injury for, for, for them to win this thing. But it's not out of the question, and I, I think the Statman and Lakers are still in it. Uh, 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 oh, ab- yeah. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. I I, I think the st- the standings have have kind of split, and, and now we have the gang of three. We you know we have Truman, Stalin, and Churchill here, um, and 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 they're all within they're all within striking distance. You know, they're they're doing their own Yelta conference. Um, all I would say to them is is I am going to be reaching out to the three of you um, in terms of trade chips, and it, it could decide it. So. You know, put your big boy pants on and come up with a good bid because I am offering Story, Yelich. Um, I'm open. I'm open for business. Okay. All right. Um, and, you know, this is a good time. If you're offering Story, <clears throat> it's a good time for the uh, the middle to jump on that as well. Because, you know, I mean, he's going to get traded probably. But it might not be to the Yankees. It might not be to an American no, Bre- team. No, Bre- Brewers have been supposedly active. Okay. All right. Yeah, so that's uh, that's interesting. Um, and then you got the dudes at 58. I dropped to 54 and a half. You're at 53 and a half. Uh, so that seems to be a group of three right now. Um, yeah. That's been holding. And then the Rebs, we talked about at 49. The Bulls at 48 and a half. Bearcats at 35 and and the uh, Ducks at 14 and a half. Uh, so, are you open for business now, or are you just kind of laying groundwork? Uh, I am I am laying the groundwork. Okay. But if 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 I get if I get bowled over by a great offer, yes, uh, I I am willing to deal. Okay. All right. Um, because I, 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 I think what's happening here is I can't make – I, I want to finish in the top half, make, yeah. make no mistakes, because yeah. it's been, I don't know, 12 years since I haven't been in the top half, something like that. So right. i got to keep that streak, um, try and keep that streak alive. But, it, you know, it's going to be for the right deal, not just dealing for dealing's sake. And I'm going to include those guys. Let, I'm letting them know that, hey, I don't want to decide this without the other knowing. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yep, I, I get it. Um, so I feel like the sewer Hawks don't need to do anything. So I feel like, imagine they... this, imagine this, if, 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 if you're Bob, um, you know, that bulky shoulder of Tatis, you never know when that thing's going to go. How would Trevor's story as your backup, bringing him up? Look. Yeah. Tatis looks a little shaky. Did he hit three homers on Thursday night? Yeah. <laughs> I think I think he could hit like a wiffle ball bat. He could hit one handed and still knock him out of the park. Yeah. I don't know how shaky he looks right now. Um <laughs> Yeah. He, I, well he's just one he's just one ball diving um away from from, you know, an, another injury. Yeah. Uh yeah, possibly. Uh yeah, you're right, he is. There's there's no doubt about it. Yeah, he, he definitely is. Um, Imagine so, him at the All Star game. I mean, I'm sure the Padres are telling him, "Please don't get into the home run contest." And you know, he wants to be in it so bad. I think he said he's not going to participate. Okay, he yeah. shouldn't. I mean, as much as I'd want to see him in it. Oh, you you worry about throwing out a shoulder? Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, what, what do you do? You just muscle up. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so I'm looking at the teams. I feel like Rick has some trade capital. He does. Yeah. I, I feel like he's got some guys that he could let go and and still be okay. Um, so my question for Rick is, you know, is, is, is he, you know, he, he, he's five and a half points out. He certainly can win this thing. Or is he going to be the bridesmaid again? Well, uh, he, I, I think he's probably in the better spot of the two between him and Bill in a sense that he could wait it out to see if anybody gets traded over. If they don't, then he has the capital to make a move in those, you know, because our, our trade deadline's what, a week after the... Yeah, so sometime in August. Yeah, Yeah. early August. So he still has – and early August, people are solidified in their spots for the most part, and they're going to deal. They're they're more open to deal at that point. Um, Yeah, he definitely has some trade capital. I think he has more than Bill does. Uh, Although – and then then Bob – yeah, I don't I don't know if he needs to make a move. Uh, but you're right. If, he, if someone gets hurt, then he then he needs to he needs to deal someone. Um, I'm looking hey, at my at my suggestion now. to the three of them is flags fly forever. So yeah, don't yeah, miss yeah. the opportunity. Yeah, no, I I get that. And I was looking at Rick's team. He's got three guys with 50 ribs. <laughs> Jeez. Man. I'm hoping they get that by the end of the year. He's got. Uh, Arnado, Crawford, and Schwarber. Yeah. Though I think Schwarber had like 25 RBIs this week. I feel like that yeah, guy just went on a Yeah, 12 home runs, tear, 25 man. RBIs. Yeah, <laughs> unbelievable. Holy smokes. All right. So, um, yeah, I, 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 and I think we're in a good spot where uh, you, you got three of us trying to push for fourth. Um, all of us have been in fourth, me, you, and Josh, at some point in the last couple of weeks. Have you been in fourth place the last couple of weeks? Uh, I, I don't think I ever got as high as fourth, but, you know, okay. there's this, this fat middle. And I would even say that, both, you know, the Bulls and the Rebs have a chance, um, if things break right, that they could still move up into the top half this year. Yeah, the Bulls got some guys on the injured list. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, all right. So, uh, and based on the fab selections, people are still fighting. There's yeah, no which is good. This yeah. is what this is what we want. Yeah. Uh, okay. So last week I brought up in, you know, kind of in haste about about stolen bases. Like, like why? Why do I don't sure why we even have stolen bases anymore? So after thinking about it for a week, I'm good with stolen bases. I think we should keep stolen bases. I th- I don't like when organizations, especially in sports, where they make drastic changes because their short-term fluctuations in their game. And I, I, I don't like that. I, I, don't, I don't like when they, when they do it. So uh, I, right now I just think it's, a, it's, it's the way the game is right now, and I think it'll, it'll eventually go back the other way. I think you're right. Yeah. So I really don't want to replace stolen bases, but I do think it's funny. Um, and then we, so Bill had mentioned about saves as well. Like, it, you know, stolen bases would be in the same conversation as saves. Would do you agree with that? Um, not quite, because um, I, I would say I, I, I would agree the fact that I don't know what you replace stolen bases with, 
but in the Republic League, um, what uh, Bob Fries had done is add holds. So it's basically a solds category, saves plus holds. And that opened up a whole um, category for people, uh, for players like uh, Victor Gonzalez, if you will. So I, I don't quite agree with that because I, I kind of like the idea. You know, I'm looking at quality middle relievers now um, to pick up a, a, a hold. Yeah, I, I get that. It, it, I think holds are kind of arbitrary, though, sometimes. It, you know, I, saves are – they're brought in the, – those pitchers are brought in at end of games with the lead to close out the game, and you can see value in that. Holds, it seems – you know, the fact that you get um, – I, I, see, I see guys getting holds in the sixth inning. Well, uh, yeah, but 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 a hold is is just uh, innings before saves. That's all. Yeah, I, mean, I get it. Same concept. I, I almost kind of look at it as, you know, counting wins for middle relievers, and and I'm not criticizing, but like Brent Suter has eight wins. Like that's where the wins are these days. Yeah, right? starters aren't supposed to get wins anymore. <laughs> He's got more wins than Degrom. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. So. Um, oh my! Anyway, uh, and then we had mentioned about the four-dollar player. You and I had talked last week if we thought Bonds was the first four-dollar player. Remember that? Right. And, right. And Bill had had thought maybe it was Dal Strawberry. Um, he's probably right, and that probably is our one correction for the week, right? We we try and plant uh, one correction for each week because our our podcasts are normally flawless, other than you know one mistake that we try and put out there. So thanks, Bill, for catching it. Yeah, he he thinks Ralph bought him for four bucks. Yeah. All right, and I, I I buy that. I buy that. Yeah, and I think Strawberry in his heyday was a four dollar player. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And then uh, he uh, Bill also mentioned about Vossler. He spent some money on him last week, and he got sent down like a day later. <laughs> Boy, that's maddening. We've that's all done it. Some, that's some good stuff. Uh, yeah. And then real quick about the All-Star game, uh, meeting for the All-Star game. So we're going to meet next Yeah. Week. Yeah, Bob Kirk can't make it, so we're going to meet next okay. Uh I've heard from the Bulls, uh, the Statman. A Statman put a, a caveat looking for uh, uh, overnight accommodations. Did you see that? Yeah, don't they have a pop-up shelter somewhere in uh, Lancaster that he could? Uh... Yeah, he can stay here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I, a pop-up like like no, no like never a mind. YMCA. No, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> some hostel. Uh, the Ducks, the Auditors, and the Roosters are all in. Um, Hawks are out, as I said. We're still waiting on the Lakers, the Bearcats, the Dudes, and the Reds. So if you can handle the Bearcats. I'll take the can other anyone, three. Can anyone handle the Bearcats? He is he is um, he is missing in, in in action, right? I know. Have you ever tried? Have you tried to like email him because you can't text him? I've emailed right? him four times about a player, and he's not oh. he's not even responded to me. Huh? So maybe I should get Bill to talk to him because Bill can republish his manifest about staying engaged in the league. I don't care if he doesn't want to make trades with me. All he has to do is say, no, I'm not interested. So, yeah. Yeah, he's yeah, he's, he's not even responded. So, anyway, um, hopefully he, he'll show up on the, uh, on the All-Star game. And then, 
you know, the other thing we have is uh, I'll contact the Lakers, the dudes and Rebs, and we, we got to figure out, we got to figure out where to meet in Exton. Um, so I, I, you do some research, I'll do some research, and, and we'll figure out a place to, to meet in Exton. Are you okay with that? Yeah, I'm, okay. I'm, I'm perfectly fine with that, yeah. All right, cool. All right, and we still got some time. It's not till the 13th. Uh, baseball news. Do you see the Mets? They they got rid of their general counsel David Cohen uh, and, and senior vice president of human relations. Did you see? No, this? I didn't. I, I didn't see anything about that. What what the what it, the heck happened with the Mets now? Good it's gosh. the a- aftermath of the uh, sexual harassment uh, uh, stuff they got going on. Apparently, oh it sounded like uh, what did they know and when did they know it type stuff. Uh, and you know what? You would think. You would think these sports organizations, after that whole Joe Paterno fiasco, you this is something you cannot turn your back on. If it's your nope. best friend, you got to – yeah, you cannot turn your back on stuff like this. Yeah, and I, it just shocks me that this still goes on. So as a Pennsylvania – you know, this, this has wide-reaching effects, right? As, as, as an educator in the Pennsylvania school system, didn't you have to take all those Paterno tests, if you will? Yeah, yeah, you're mandatory. Even yeah. the military were that way. And I've been in situations in the military. And I've I've told people, hey, you, you put me in a spot that I – yeah, this isn't on me. You you, you know, you, you did something, now it, it's on me to make a decision? Get the hell out of here. Yeah. There, there you go. And, 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 and yes, and um, – yeah, you better come forward because if you're trying to save somebody, you're, you're going to go down, and you're going to go down pretty hard. I remember telling my boss, and he, he was kind of like, oh, my gosh, I can't believe it. I said, don't – if this isn't your burden, it's his burden. You drop the hammer. You drop the hammer, or, or you're going to lose your job. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So it's – you know, it's it, – I, 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 for the life of me, I don't understand why this still goes on, especially after that paternal thing. You would yep. think, like, come on, man. Yeah, they made it, made movies of it. So, anyway. Yeah. Uh, Jose Baez removed from a game last week by by David Ross for not taking the lead for getting the number of outs at the inning. Did you see this? I, I, what is going on with Baez? <laughs> He's I, crazy. That, that guy is just, he plays like a little leaguer sometimes. I uh, know. Yeah, and he's having a really good year. He, he kind of swung himself out of that little strikeout slump he's got going on, but. Well, he's pro- he's productive yeah, when he's productive. He, he makes contact. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, but he he is productive and he can still pick the baseball up. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. I I you know what? And and we we jump on players for doing this. Like, how do you forget how many outs there are? But how many times have you been at work? Like, oh shoot, I got a meeting. Right, it happens. Yeah, it's just that we don't do it in front of uh, you know millions of people on TV. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, when you, you're walking down the hallway and someone says, hey, are you coming? Uh, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I'm coming. Right. Well, that's that's, that, that's when you start to lie and just say, yeah, I, I had a really important phone call that I got from corporate. Uh, sorry, I'll be right in. Right. In. <laughs> yeah. Oh, do you want me to hang up on the president? Is that what you wanted me to do? <laughs> Come to your dumbass meeting. <laughs> uh, then Joey Votto gets ejected from a game at Minnesota in the first inning and he felt bad and he gave the, the he saw Red's Red's family uh, wearing jerseys and stuff. He gave him an autographed baseball. Did you see it, that? Wait, okay. So, so I, I didn't see it, but I, I thought I heard something where 
the fan, probably through her parents or something like that, tweeted that, you know, Joey Votto was her favorite player, and um, he got ejected in the first inning, and he, you know, she wanted to see him, and I guess it's hard for me to believe that he saw the tweet that quickly or something like that. Um, so there might be some revisionist history, but he came out and gave her a ball. Yeah, I'm I don't sure. know if that was the after the game or something. Is that is that true? Yeah, it was during the game. I think he popped out um, real quick, and I'm sure it was somebody in the Reds front office that saw the tweet. Gotcha. Yeah. But, yeah, you're probably right. Yeah, you, you better not be on your phone or using any Apple devices in the dugout. It, wait, Houston Astros. Yeah. <laughs> Didn't Pablo Sandoval do that? Is he the guy that uh, did? He was have, you, have you seen Pablo Sandoval now? No. Every time a, a Braves player hits a home run, he puts a panda head on in the dugout, and <laughs> that's how they uh, celebrate. It's the weirdest thing. <laughs> you feel like saying, come on, man. That's like 10 years ago. The strength, <laughs> you're not that good anymore. <laughs> you're fat. You're bat slow. <laughs> and he's slow. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, and then uh, the Diamondbacks DFA, uh, Stefan Crichton. Crichton. Yeah. Why? What, what, what? I mean, I, I know they only had at one point only six saves. So I guess it's a luxury. I guess they, I'm just guessing the Diamondbacks are saying, well, Effort. We're not going to get any more wins this year, so we don't need a we don't need a closer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you talk about giving up. Jeez. Um, yeah, that is a little surprising to me. I, I didn't feel like he was that bad. I'm trying to look at his. They don't even have. I'm in Baseball Reference. They don't even have his salary listed. So <laughs> it, it, it can't. It can't be much more than the major league minimum, can it? Yeah. No. Yeah. I, I, yeah, I doubt it. Okay, you're right. Uh, but I feel like somebody will pick him up. I don't know. Maybe they won't. Maybe, maybe uh, uh, who knows? Maybe he could be the Phillies closer soon. Who knows? Oh, did you see who the Phillies? Oh, you didn't see. Neftali Felez was warming up in the bullpen <laughs> yesterday. What, what, are, we, are we waking back up in 2010? Yeah. <laughs> so, so they brought Alvarado in the eighth. He gave up a run. <laughs> they they got him up, and then uh, they brought in Archie Bradley in the ninth. He gave up a run. So, <laughs> yeah, so that, that's what we're down to. Naftali Flez. Jeez. Yeah. Yeah. Was, wasn't he the wasn't he the, the the big closer for the Rangers? Yeah. Um, back yeah. when they back in their back to back World Series appearances in was it ten and eleven or yeah yes. ten and eleven. Uh, I think I had to look him up. He he had seventy plus saves in two or three years, which is pretty good. Um, he is thirty three years old right now, and okay. yeah, actually, yeah, ten and eleven. He had forty and thirty two in ten. He had forty yeah. in two thousand ten and thirty two, um, and he pitched for Pittsburgh in sixteen, seventeen. He was in the bigs, and then he hasn't played pitched in the big league baseball since two thousand seventeen. Okay, I, I want to say I want to say that he was on the mound. Uh, I don't know this; can't remember this for a fact. In 2011, Game Six um, against uh, David Freeze, when they were down to one strike away from winning the World Series, he lost the game. Um, I don't know if he lost the game because the game subsequently went into extra innings, and I don't know if he was still in there. Um, I'll, I'll have to check that out or, or, or have uh, somebody fact check that. But that was the ball that David Fries hit over the head of uh, uh, Nelson Cruz. 
Well, you may be right because I'm on the baseball reference now. Did you say 2011 or 2010? 2000, 2011. 2011, he appeared in four games and finished three of them. So that yeah. that might have been it. He had two saves. Um, he pitched pretty well, actually, uh, other than that incident. Um, yeah, okay. So that it goes to my other thing that the too many teams, uh, the guy hasn't pitched big league baseball in four years in the Philly Simon. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> um, oh. It's just like Fab, right? Everybody's hoping to strike gold. <laughs> yeah. Jeez, oh, man. Uh, okay, I do have a TWIB note for this week. Uh, TWIB notes uh, brought to you by Schaefer. Schaefer, the one beer to have if you're having more than one. I had it while I was in Niagara Falls last weekend. Founders Brewing Company, IPA all day. You, have, you ever had this? I, I, I have. I have. That's. I mean, that's one of their flagship beers that – they sell in what 15 packs, 18 packs, fairly cheaply in in, in a lot of stores. Okay, uh, Beer Advocate gives it an 87. Um, I found it boring. That's the way I would describe it. It's a it's a oh. se- session IPA uh, in 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 phrase that we've used in a previous podcast. I, I wouldn't return the call. Okay, so you, you know what? L- let me take this for a second here. Yeah. Um, I think that's an apt description by you because by its very nature, um, a session a session beer is lower in, in alcohol, um, you know, usually in the range of your, 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 your cores and your, your Budweiser is usually somewhere below 5%. Okay. And, um, hen- you know, hence why they name it all-day IPA, is because ah. for day drinkers out there, you okay. can drink it all day at, at, at the lower alcohol content. So, so what I'm hearing from you, and Rick Lake, correct me if I'm wrong, is, is that you like the high alcohol beers, you know, your, your, your golden monkey experiments and uh, experience, excuse me. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Yeah, I just found it boring. I mean, it wasn't bad. You know what I mean? It was, it was good. I, I, yeah. Uh, yeah. So, so when you see a session beer, take a look at the alcohol content. It's okay. traditionally low. All right. Uh, that would explain the all-day thing. Yeah. yeah that, okay. But that's a good call by you by calling it boring. Yeah. Yeah, boring. Um, all right. It, yeah, it's kind of like watching the Cardinals. Oh, my gosh. It, it, yes, they are our sessionable team. Very good. <laughs> okay. All right. Uh and then today in baseball history, 1970, Pirates sweep the Cubs in a doubleheader in the last games played at Forbes Field. Uh, Dave Justy gets the win in the first game and the save in the second. It's a pretty good. <laughs> that's pretty good, and, right? And the, wait, wait, l- let me understand. This is back in 1970, so these aren't um, these aren't doubleheaders. These aren't. First of all, they're not seven inning doubleheaders, no, no. and they're not doubleheaders. The one that starts at one and one that starts at seven. These are back to back, right? Back to back. Yep. So, so what does the manager say? Hey, keep your uniform on, get back out there yeah. after after you uh, you yeah. just pitched the first game and got a win. Yeah, well, he got the win late in the game, so he, it's not like he was a starter. But, gotcha. Yeah, all right. But he still pitched both games. Um, Two thousand seven, Craig Biggio gets his three thousandth hit, and Frank Thomas hits his five hundredth homer on the same day. Wow! Do you remember that day? Uh, I I I kind of half remembered it when I read it that. Oh, yeah, they hit a milestone on the same day, which is kind of a pretty big deal, right? Yeah, it is. And just as a note for Phillies fans, uh, if, if you, those who are younger, look up Jeff Jackson. Um, 
because that's who the Phillies picked ahead of Frank Thomas. So, oh, <laughs> uh, were you at the Reading Phillies game when we saw Jeff Jackson? No, I, I was gone by then. I lived in Mississippi. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, remind me one day to regale you, or we'll have another Bush League member that was there, being either Tom, Bob, or um, Bill, and uh, Stan heckling Jeff Jackson from the left field foul line. He kept yelling, Frank Thomas, to, to Jeff Jackson. <laughs> and I swear, Jeff Jackson wanted to come over and, and fight him. I think he missed a couple pitches because he was being heckled. Oh, really? And Yeah. So, so, so okay, so the, as the story goes, um, Andy Bortz invites us back to whatever clubhouse room they have at the Reading Phillies organization. Yeah. And Andy goes, yeah, I, I heard that a couple people were, were heckling Jeff Jackson tonight. And <laughs> it was Stan. <laughs> yeah, so look up. And another fine moment in Bush League history. <laughs> yeah, for those who don't know, look up Jeff Jackson. That's who we picked ahead of Frank Thomas. There you go. Um, and I, I would argue that if we picked Frank Thomas, we might have won the World Series in 93. So, mm. Anyway, um, yeah. 2008, the Dodgers beat the Angels without getting a hit. Jared Weaver and Jose Arredondo yep. combined to pitch eight innings of no-hit baseball but lose the game. What's <laughs> that happen? I looked it up. There's a couple walks and an error and – Maybe a sacrifice, and that was it. So the, it's not counted as a no-hitter because the Dodgers, the home team, never hit in the ninth. So they only pitched eight innings. Oh, boy. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Madison Baumgartner can, uh, can can commiserate with that. Oh, did we? You know what? I forgot all about this. We had another no-hitter again. Like a five-pitch or three-pitchers for the Cubs? Three or four pitchers, yeah. yeah. Against yeah. the Dodgers. Yeah, same type of thing, right? Yeah, it doesn't even count. I think that's a that that shouldn't count. But anyway, um, yeah, you, you know when I when I saw that I, I in my NFBC team I, I actually had dropped Kyle Davies this past week, not dropped him, um, just put him on the bench for Carlos Martinez, and then Davies goes out and uh, throws six innings, no hit ball. You gotta love it. Are you talking about Zach Davies? Did I, I said Kyle Davies? Yeah. Yeah, Zach Davies. God, who, who's Kyle Davies? Good know. gosh, maybe where'd that come from? Maybe that's why we're not doing very well in that league. Jeez. <laughs> ay, ay, ay. Yeah, who is Kyle Davies? I don't know where, I don't know where that came from. All right, what, what are you walking off with? All right, I got, I got a couple of things. Um, actually, let me start with first. Um, I, uh, I actually went out with a couple people I used to work with for the first time um, since um, – since, since, since COVID and since my retirement. And they told me, um, they asked me what I was doing. I said, a podcast. And they said, oh, yeah, really? How many? I, oh, yeah, we're going to subscribe and listen. So uh, Lisa and Tracy, here is your shout out. Um, I am um, asking you to like and subscribe and get other people to like and subscribe. And if you do that, it will uh, increase our membership. What, 40%? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I tried to conjole them. We'll see. We'll see if that works. Oh, um, the other thing I go ahead. You you're convincing them to watch, listen to it. Um, yeah, and then I made the mistake of like, well, what do you guys do? And I showed them the show notes, and they saw the formula for Woba, and they're like, ah, nah, yeah, not really. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, 
But the other thing I wanted to walk off with is uh, just the Supreme Court's unanimous ruling. And, you know, in, in these days and times, nothing is unanimous yeah. in, in this country. But the <laughs> 9 to 0 ruling uh, affecting NCAA student-athletes, basically saying that student-athletes can get other educational compensation, such as, I guess, um, um, you, you can travel um, overseas uh, for educational purposes. You can get laptops, that type of thing. And, and, and I think what it is, this is, this is the first step toward the NCAA just losing um, all control. But you know what? This has been coming and has been needed for 30 or 40 years, and the NCAA, in their hubris, has, has really pretty much tried to ignore this with, with weak arguments. So I say, hey, it, it's been long overdue to stick it to the man. Stick it to the man. Uh, yeah. Can, do you mind if I share some thoughts with that? No, I want you yeah, to yeah, yeah. because I, I, I feel like in, in I, I feel like not only in, in in the country, but I also feel like in the, the Bush League, I'm in the minority view of compensation for athletes. So um, I think it's a slippery slope. Uh, I, I agree, and I, I've always agreed that student athletes should be allowed to work. You know, they're, well, if they're on scholarship, they're not allowed to technically work during the, during the school year. So I feel like they should be allowed to do that. Um, they do get meal money and they do get other types of compensation. Um, like, uh, for example, the ones who qualify for like getting a, a grant, like a Pell grant, you know what I'm talking about? Yes. So they can apply for Pell Grants, they get the money, and they can keep it. So they they do they can do that. Um, they should be paid for their likeness, uh, should be allowed to do autograph signings, stuff like that. That that I agree with. I, I'm, I'm completely on board with that. Um, you know, the, the, the actual cash for pay, I, I'm not on board with because I, I, I think it leads to corruption. And and um, I, 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 like I, like football has got to fix something because it's basically seven teams that have a shot at winning the national title. And I, I don't know why that is. I, I, I don't know what's going on, but it's really seven teams that got a shot at winning the national title. Everybody else is it, it's a it's a club sport. I, I, I guess I, I, how did this quote amateurism become so ingrained? in the psyche of Americans that they're, they're basically asking these, these athletes, Hey, you go out there, everybody um, is going to make money off of you and you get nothing. I mean, that doesn't sound um, like capitalism to, to me, which everybody holds dear. And, and somehow sports have been immune all these years. Remember, well, let's go back 30 or 40 years when they said that, you know, amateurism in the Olympics and how that was going to affect the Olympics. It, it, it hasn't. It, it, it hasn't. And I, I think it's time for, for it to change. If people want true amateurism, go down to your local high school and watch athletes. It's college athletes, college sports has long since um, passed that, that, that point in, in their lives. And if, if the NCAA needs to be blown up and if uh, college sports need to be blown up, then, then so be it. Um, because I got to be honest with you, the big six conferences are going to do this anyway, uh, whether the NCAA likes it or not. So they better start to 
uh, forgive the pun, they better start paying up. Yeah, so it, if they allow students to make money off their likeness and make money off themselves, like, hey, I'm a car dealer, like Johnny Manziel got in trouble for signing signing autographs. Like, I got no, they, they should be allowed to do that. But it's not like they these athletes don't don't get anything. Like, like you 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 know what the cost of college is. Um, yeah, but 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 are they getting the true educational experience? Or just can can they if they really want to? Can they take how many of those athletes as a percentage can really take a doctorate? program um, or on the track for a doctor program because they have three-a-day practices and they're, they're, they're asked to take lighter schedules and less credits and that type of thing. I, I, I think there's, there, there's a lot of sleight of hand going on here, three-card Monty by, by schools and the NCAA. And, and I say, hey, open, open it up to everybody. Let Pay, pay whatever you need to. And, and, maybe, and maybe some of these sports like uh, like like basketball and more so pro football. Maybe they now have a minor league system. Maybe you have something in between there, like baseball does, where you have a, a minor league football program for people that just want to play football, and you don't pay any athletes. You just have your your Ivy League quality football. But yeah. fans don't want to see that, right? They're still under this 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 myth that sports are you know that college athletics are pure. Uh, amateurism and those days are gone they're done yeah I, sorry I, i'm sorry sorry to rail on that i i i, I just am uh, so vehemently on, on on the side of athletes here well i i think the other side is it, it i think there's some parallelism with this transfer portal as well and i know we're getting way off base tell me what you mean well you want freedom of choice you want you want uh complete uh, laissez-faire capitalism. I'll do what's okay. good for me. You do what's good for you. But in the end, you're dealing with 19 to 21 year olds. It, it, it's. I don't want to sound like an old fuddy-duddy, but you, you, there's hundreds of kids transferring all the time. That probably thousands, thousands of kids because they're not getting playing time. Well, the one there's a kid. That transferred from Nebraska to Louisville. Now he's tra- he's transferring out of Louisville. Like at some point, you you got to pick something and stick with it, and work through obstacles, and work through, you know, uh, things that aren't going your way, and build some damn character. And, and, and I, this portal is saying, hey, coaches can leave. Why can't I? And people bought into that. Well, now it's a complete disaster because these kids transfer constantly. So my point is that you start paying them, it. They they are getting paid. Now, if the kids who are good, if they can make more money by signing autographs or doing something like that, God bless them. Let them do it. But the kids are getting paid. And if you give them too much freedom, you're dealing with 19, 20-year-olds, 21-year-olds. It's going to be a complete disaster if they just let them do whatever the hell they want to. That's so so how, how, would that be, how would that be different from any 19 or 20, 21-year-olds that, that are in college that aren't playing sports? Well, you, you, you have you have the, you, you have, have disasters school, everywhere. You have schools committing to a to a player to to recruit them, bring them in, develop a rapport. All right, the kid is is not developing. But, but, but why, 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 why do they have so much invested in that kid? 
Well, the one side of because it is... Because the, the answer is, is because the school is making millions and NCA making billions on those individuals. That's oh. all they're protecting. I, I'm not... I'm not I don't think that they care about the individual at all. They, they care about the, the whole institution that they have. Well, I don't know how many kids are, are making University of Pittsburgh millions. Like, none of their football players are making them millions. Um, the, the you don't think it's some of the top colleges at Alabama that that program doesn't make that school million, millions of dollars? Oh, yeah, a school like Alabama, but that, that's, that's the one-off. You know, no, I, I, there's I think of, there's a lot of programs that yeah. are built. Look, look, you just go around. You know, I was down in, um, I was down in Waco, Texas. You should see the stadium that Baylor has just yeah. built down yeah. there yeah. on the on the backs of of football players. Well, I don't know if it's the backs of football players, um, but I'm sure a lot of it has to do with with uh, the alumni who like having good teams, and they their basketball team just won the NCAA title, so they'll they'll get some money in that way. I don't know if it's necessarily on the backs of football players. I, I, I think I think people... So if, are, they, didn't, if I, they didn't have I, a good program, you just think the donors would be magnanimous and just saying, hey, we're going we're gonna to build this stadium regardless of whether we go 1-10 in 10 or whether we're 10-1. Yeah, well, there's some... You're looking at it as, like, they're just collecting these kids and throwing them out there, beating the crap out of them, when, and when they can't... They, they don't have any more eligibility, they're just sending them to the setting them to the side to put them out like trash. I mean, there's benefits that the kids get, too. Yes, yes. Like it, well, they, well they enjoy that. I agree. This is what they're built to do. This is what they want to do, knowing full well that they're not going to play any further than than college. Knowing full well. And 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 it – it, yeah, I, I think there's a lot I, of benefits. I agree. So let, let them earn, in that small period that they have, those four years, let them earn a decent living before – you know, 99% of them go on to jobs that, that aren't going to pay them well, and the 1% actually make it to the NFL or the NBA, that type of thing. Yeah. Well, the other side, too, yeah. is, you know, you're talking about, you know, they they have practice schedules and they have, um, you know, time commitments, but there's just as many kids working full-time going to college full-time, and they're, they're working at a garage and, and a working part-time there and then going to school and then coming back and working another job like th that shit goes on all the time you know i don't want to I, I don't want to hear about just because you're a center you, you're you're you have more value as a student than some kid who's working two jobs working his way through school you know that, that's it I, I agree with the the players who can make money on their own because they're good god bless them let them do it yeah but um, I, I don't necessarily agree with that the schools are, are treating them like a, a widget instead of a person. You, you, you know what? That, that's probably been the longest walk-off that we've ever had. That was awesome. Um, um, not to shift things, but I'm going to. What are you walking off with? I'm walking off with pitchers acting like 12-year-olds when they're checked <laughs> for sticky substances. Um, remember I told you last week or the week before, I feel like the umpires in Major League Baseball are, will be overcorrecting, and I think we're seeing that now. Um, so Max Scherzer, well, Sergio Romo took his pants off. So, <laughs> well, that's Sergio Romo. Yeah, Max Scherzer went crazy. He's, he's a little nutty anyway. He took his belt off, he's throwing his hat, he's sticking his head in, in the umpire's face. So Scherzer, who was, who was big in the union uh, 
so he says, hopefully the players across the league understand that what we're doing right now, this is not the answer. He goes on to say, there is a problem with spider tack in the game, and we've got to get rid of that. But I also think there's a way to handle this in a better way. Well, then what's the damn solution? Don't, don't go to Major League. Don't come out public and say Major League Baseball is not handling this right and end this freaking sentence. Like, if you <laughs> – like, no shit. <laughs> right? Well, come up with a solution, man. Don't come in my office complaining without an idea. Like, I, I would have kicked him out of my office in 10 seconds if he did that to me. <laughs> God bless. Do you understand what I'm saying? Like, I do. Yeah. I, I, I do. But but this is baseball's this is baseball's own own, own making. And yeah, there's there's got to be a better way. And and I have seen some of the play, players react uh, strangely. Others have just been like, yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah. So I I don't know if I it it, it re, this is why people don't like that stop and frisk type policing. This is exactly it. Um. Yeah. Yeah. You, you know. Now we're going to get into some other areas. But yeah. That's 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 a that's a great parallel. This I, is I, I, exactly. I never thought about that, but yep. you're. I think you've uh, you know nailed it. Now, can you imagine? This is a cop walking up to someone, and they take their pants off, and they take the that that guy's getting arrested. <laughs> He's going to get handcuffed and thrown it for nothing. Yep. Yeah. So there you go. Uh, yeah, that, uh, that's yeah. what I walked off with. All right. Wow. Yeah, that's a yeah. So, all right. Well, we went we went into, we went pretty deep here at the end here. Hey, hey, uh, listeners, tell us if we went too deep or uh, you want us to explore some of these uh, topics a little bit more. Um, that well, was really good. The problem is we're both like you're completely retired. I'm like half semi-retired, and we just don't have we we uh, we talk about this sometimes is is apathy and indifference. <laughs> so we yeah. don't have a lot of topics that we care about. Yeah, yeah, you're right. <laughs> anyway, uh, so we're back next. We have the Fourth of July next week. Yes, yeah, right. yeah. Um, so um, good luck to all the teams. Everybody still hang in there. Uh, hey, the, the the gang of three, um, give me a call, and um, you know we'll see what we can work out here. Um, but um, yeah, everybody enjoy enjoy your holiday, and we'll come that come back to you uh, next Sunday. You got it. All right. Uh, see you, champ. See you, chief. Thank <laughs> you.